coffee. Experience passion. Embrace the culture. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome to the Swing Culture Podcast. These conversations are not for the faint of heart. I am your host, Nadine St. Val. My friends call me Queen Nadine. I have been an active part of the adult community for over 21 years. Please join me as we dive deep into the secret society of partner swapping, group sex, BDS infections, and a turn of lifestyle. Ooh, baby. Good evening and welcome to Swing Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening. As long as I can remember, there's always been some type of kink in my lifestyle, you know, in my sexual experiences. It could be anything from having a guy smack my ass when we're having sex to having my hair pulled, you know. And um, I can remember when I was a young 15-year-old and at the time I had a I had a boyfriend. He used to go by the nickname of Donut, believe it or not. I thought it was a weird nickname, too. And I, I'll tell you about it. He said it, they called him Donut because he had a hole in his head. I don't get what that meant. Then, and I don't get what it means now. But Donut was my boyfriend. You know, I was a, I was a young lady. And um, his parents never liked me. They never met me. But they were certain that they did not like me. Um, he had a West Indian mother and I guess she said she had me on tape coming to her house, which is very possible, but I don't know if it was true, but she was just just determined to keep me away from her son and she didn't want me to corrupt him, but believe it or not, he was a lot more experienced than I was. So I definitely wasn't the one to do the corruption, you know, but, um, even though Donut and I went to different schools, because that was basically how you saw each other during school time. When you're like that young, you're only in high school. I wasn't doing a lot of running around in the street or going here and going there. So we would spend all of our free time we could get together alone. And whenever we were alone, he would um, take his dick and massage it basically rub it on the soles of my feet and he would rub it between my toes and sometimes I would get pre-cum on the bottoms of my foot and in between my toes and we were young and so I just figured it was something he was just experimenting and trying things out because that's what you do when you're young and you're having sex and you really don't know much about anything except for how you feel and what you feel and um, of course, like all romances, eventually we did split apart. But um, I had ran into him um, in Manhattan, right around the corner from the Museum of Sex of all places. And um, we talked briefly, and we agreed to go hang out and you know catch up. And I'm over here fixating on how big his dick was when we were young and I wanted to fuck him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted to fuck him. That was my plan when I wanted to go socialize and catch up with him. And I guess he had his own plans because honestly, all he wanted to do was just wank off on my feet. So <laughs> it, it was like, it was kind of like a wake up call that this was actually his kink. And I didn't even know like what a kink or fetish was I never even heard the term kinkster or fetish before I turned 20 not not to my recollection so when I bumped into him again and then <gasps> saw that this was something he was still into I was like okay this clearly featuring queen this is his thing Ooh, <laughs> you know? so it definitely um it definitely shocked me and it it opened my eyes out to other things that was sex sexual without being um without there being penetration and um it was just i remember because when we were young i 
I enjoyed when he would do this, and it wasn't like I got like a sexual pleasure from it. it I enjoyed the power. I enjoyed knowing that wiggling my baby toe can get him off and get get an erection out of him. So for me, it was a power trip, and I didn't even even understand what a power trip was at the time, you know. So it was, it was just, it was very, um, it was very interesting for me. It was, it was, I had a very venturous young age. I was very, what's the word, liberal <laughs> with myself. I was very liberated. I grew up in a liberated household, so to put it. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, it definitely was up there with the fetish kink BDSM experience for me. In fact, the crazy thing about this is I actually cheated on Donut with a boy who lived around the corner from my house. And I had my first full BDSM experience with that young man. And it was amazing. And um, even though I had no knowledge of what BDSM was or why I was aroused to have these experiences. I continue to have these experiences and I never had the opportunity to get the knowledge. I got the knowledge through basically trial and error, trial and error, me going out here and meeting people and doing things that were a little bit outside of the box. And that's basically how I learned about BDSM, for those of you who don't know what BDSM stands for, it stands for bondage, domination, submission, and masochism. So if this is something you are interested in, you know, it's no, don't ever feel because you don't see people who look like you. This is a experience you shouldn't have. I definitely had those thoughts in my head when I first got into this because even when I first started venturing out to dungeons and to sex parties the majority of the people who I saw did not look like me so I always wondered in the back of my head was this something that was for my people was this something for people who looked brown like I did so it it took some time it took a couple of years before I actually met people who were into this and it always wondered like do black people avoid stuff like this because of the stereotypes with racism and slavery and so tonight we're going to get some answers to some of these questions about the another alternative to life you know and i'm um, gonna have a our guest sir daniel and his um lovely sub um zori is gonna call call in sir daniel i'm gonna give you a little history behind him sir daniel is uh adam and he has been he's in a poly relationship and he has been in this community for a lot more years than i have so i just want to just take this opportunity to ask him as many questions as possible and get as much information as possible. You're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast featuring... Good Queen evening, Sir Daniel. How you doing tonight? Ooh, baby. Good. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for calling into the show because, you know, I have a load of questions for you. I'm here to answer all the questions that you need, so <laughs> talk to me. All everything. right. So, um... Of course, we have a lot of people who are not experienced with BDSM and we all want to know, like, is this something, what is BDSM? Let's start there. Um, it is, um, it's the four acronyms for bondage, discipline, and then it's for um, uh, status and then masochism. So basically, it's an acronym. Um, a lot of people compare it to, of course, being commercialized as uh, that movie, that Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Uh, so yes. that, so, so basically, that's what it, it, it naturally became with that. So that's what kind of um, 
the movie that it came from. But basically, I've been doing it off and on for probably about 20 years. Started back then, and it was totally different from now than when I was in it at the beginning. As a, as a black woman, when I came, when I f- discovered BDSM, it was very, mm-hmm. it was very rare to see other people who looked like me. I thought it was something that wasn't for us, and I always wondered, like in the back of my head, do do black people stay away from this type of stuff because of the stereotype with slavery and racism? And when what? I found a bigger selection of uh, black swingers, that's when I was honestly found so many people who were into this. And it was so refreshing because it was so new for me. So when you started yeah. out 20, 20 years ago, you know, what was it like coming into this, this lifestyle for you? Well, with me, it was different because um, I was 20. And the, the woman that I was dating at the time was like 35. Oh. So basically she brought me in. She brought me into the people. She brought me into um, her friends. And yes, most of her friends were um, non-PLC. They were, they were white. They were white. And um, a lot of people looked at us like we were the same as them. And that's the one thing about it. So first we started in the swing community and then we, then we uh, ended up in the BDSM community. And that was when I saw a lot of different things. And back then um, there wasn't a lot of black people in it. So basically the stuff that I learned was from non POC people, different types of races. And that's why it's different. Um, I got married, lived the vanilla life. And then when I came back in, it was like a new thing of the POCs is the black people was coming out. It turned into something like I was, I was pumped. I was happy. I was excited. Hey, I'm black too. And I like the same thing you like. Right. Look, same color, but it's still... It, it was still more of like a fraternity. And mm. that's how I feel about it. I, I, I totally understand. I feel like that's how the swinger community is. It's kind of like a fraternity, like a brotherhood almost. If, yeah. if, you, if you're not in it, then you basically you're not, you don't exist. Experience passion, embrace the culture. Queen Culture Podcast featuring Queen Nadine. Ooh, baby. Now that I've been in it long enough, we don't see color. I don't see color. That's beautiful. I don't see, I don't see, you know, a black person and white person doing it, especially with the type, because we are leather. It's another offset of BDSM, but we, um, we go by some of the leather, um, in the leather community. I know there's levels to everything. There's levels to sex. There's levels to lifestyle. So what levels are there to BDSM? Like if I'm completely a virgin and I'm curious, how do I get involved in something like this? Because of what's going on with, um, what's going on with this virus and everything else, um, it's kind of hard to do it now and it's probably going to be very hard to get into it this time. Um, at this time, because of the community being so secretive when it comes to this. So we, um, we encourage people to do their research, find out a local dungeon in their areas because there are local dungeons in this area. Of course, social media has became part of our lifestyle, our community these days, but you have to make sure that you get out there in this community on Facebook. There are BDSM um, groups that's in in this um, on social media that can help you, but most of this stuff is is basically learning, uh, reading certain books, 
and and basically getting out there in the in the BDSM community. Yeah, and with, with the with the coronavirus, it's very difficult to get out and yeah. have any type right. of experience right now. If I believe if someone's not already your partner, if it's not someone you're already involved in, it's definitely not something you want to do at this moment. But um. I do believe that before all of this happened, I know that I had a lot of interesting sessions. I've had sessions with you, Daniel. I've never had a session yeah. with you, Zori. I didn't even know this was your thing. So it definitely surprises me. I'm a very private person. It's been four years. We, we have been, been years. yes, we've been together for four years. Um, you know, you've known me for a very long time. I didn't really put it out there because I wanted to keep it separately from us coming to events and coming to swing parties and stuff like that. But four years ago, you know, I wanted to bring my stuff to an event. And that's how it started with Tinder Strokes Entertainment, Tinder Stroke Toys. So it started, that's what started going to, you know, bringing my BDSM side to the kink, to, I mean, not BDSM side, but the kink and fetish side to the swing side. And now you see it's very popular now in, in what we do. You're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast featuring Queen. And people were surprised that I became Sir Daniel because they didn't see me in that way. They just saw me at parties, having fun, going, you know, going to swing events, but I brought my swing and kink side in to be around my whole life. I remember the first time I met you and it was at the gala and you had the cross Mm -hmm. in the room and I walked in and I was like, I was like, I found my lost child. I I embraced (laughs) embraced the St. Andrew's cross. And I was like, how did you get this in here? I said, this must be a crazy person. Because this is something I would do. This is so, this is so oh, yeah. me. <laughs> and it, yeah, de- it definitely when, suited my personality. I was drawn to you ever since. I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy is barking up the right tree. He's found, yeah, I he know, found my people. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, that's what happened. That was my official, I know it's going to sound weird, but my official coming out party to everyone. Was that event? At the gala. Yes, that event was wow. my first coming out party. And it was like, Daniel, what's this? And I basically, you know, sat there, did my class. I did a couple of scenes and people loved it. Someone said, hey, you should do this for a while. You should do this for the community. You should get paid for this. You should do this, do that. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to um, integrate all my lives together into one, I had to bring my king side with my my uh, my swing side, my like minded, and ever since then I feel free. I love that, and you know I like that you said you, you got paid for it because when I first started work doing work as a dominatrix, it was always business for me. It was always money, business, business. It was never something I did for pleasure, and I always felt like it was a bit taboo for me to do that for business and still consider right. myself a part of the BDSM community because I know a lot of people do this for pleasure. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was um, at first, after the gala, people was wanting us to come to their events. And it got to a point we loved going to events, but it started weighing on our pockets. I'm going to be honest. Mm. We, they wanted us to come to Ohio. They wanted us to come to Florida. They wanted us to do all of all of that stuff and then have it for free. Oh no! And all that is fine and dandy, but it got to a point. It gets expensive. That, huh? It gets expensive. Yes, it started to get expensive, and then it just got to a point. And the thing is, we're not asking for you know thousands of dollars, just enough to this day for certain people to get us to A to B. I think that's fair. that's fair. That's fair. It's get a room. Fair. Room board and because dinner. now, right? Because now, if you see everyone 
everyone is having a BDSM room. It should not be called BDSM room because it's a lifestyle. It should be your kink in your fetish room. We're satisfying fantasies now. Mm, and and what we're doing, yes, what we're doing, we're not, we're not doing any BDSM. We're doing kink and fetish. Okay, what is the so difference between BDSM and fetish? What is the difference? BDSM is is a lifestyle, okay. um, which encompasses your kink, your life, your dislike. Okay. So the kink, the kink is pretty much, you know, what you like to have done, or what you like to do to someone else. Right. It's your fantasy. Okay. Um, basically, um, like for example, BDSM. I am a, I am a dom in the BDSM. That's the title of who I am. I'm Sir Daniel. I'm a dom in the BDSM. Or a top. That's the title. The kink or the trait is that I'm a sadist. Mm. I can be a, a daddy dom. Okay. I can be, um, I love foot fetishes. I have, I have, you know, I love breasts. So I have breast fetishes. So um, the things that I do, I do candle wax play. That's a fetish. Okay. So that's like the basically sub who I am. So that's ever, what I do. Have, have you ever subbed for anyone? Um, I was a sub to the to the woman twenty years ago until um, she wanted me to become the um the alpha for her because going to these events back then 20 years ago you will have to literally sub, uh be a under your mentor be a submissive to that person so they can mentor you back then 20 years ago but now you know everything's on internet. everybody and their cousin is a dom or um <laughs> on social media and I know so, a lot of people copy other people's craft. Like they'll yes. see their session and then they'll go and, and attempt to mimic the same session. Right. So um, what we're doing now as Tinder Stroke Toys or Tinder Stroke Entertainment, we have so much stuff going on in the BDSM community, the leather community, and then also helping out the swing community also with teaching classes and everything else. After, um, we have a couple of things that's coming up. We're trying to help with the community, but also teach people the proper way to do certain things. Have you considered doing any virtual classes with the whole epidemic going on right now? Um, it's not right now. Um, we're trying to do something probably the end of the year because like I said, the this virus situation is really, really throwing it off. Um, but we are expecting to do classes, um, doing special events. Uh, I will had plans to do my birthday in July, but we haven't heard anything yet. Um, there are local dungeons in certain areas. If people are interested in it, um, just let me know what state. We can look up what dungeons are open or is going to be open soon. But, you know, right now we're trying to make it safe for everyone. Which is completely understandable. Okay. Yeah. I, I need but, to know, like, if if this was something I wanted to do with my with my husband or with my girlfriend or with my partner what is a safe way to get started? I mean, after we discuss what we think we are comfortable with and what we are uncomfortable with, what is a good way to get started in this? And now a word from our sponsors. Tony has big nuts <laughs> and small nuts. <laughs> he has pecans and walnuts, nuts without or with a shell. There is no nut that Tony does not sell. <laughs> Tony sells his nuts all day. He always has a line. 
Some say Tony's nuts smell great. Some say they taste divine. They drive or walk or ride the bus. They come from north and south to take those hot and salty nuts and put them in their mouths. Tony dips his chocolate nuts until they are just right. He knows your mom will take them home and suck on them tonight. BJ looks at Tony's nuts and tries hard not to stare. As Stephen grabs at his nutsack and finds a big old pear. BJ plays with Tony's nuts in the closet at his house. Grandpa says he should just come out as he pops one in his mouth. Grandpa likes to go in there and take his camera with him. He loves to look at photographs when Tony's nuts are in them. He swears it isn't weird or queer. He says it's not a crime. Grandpa licks the salt right off of Tony's nuts sometimes. The girls, too, like Tony's nuts. Of this, there is no doubt. Every girl around this town has put them in her mouth. <laughs> You're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast featuring Queen Nadine. Ooh, baby. I would say, um, well, after uh, restrictions get lifted, um, there, I'm sure people will be having events, small events where um, they can go and actually sit and watch. I wouldn't advise anybody to just jump into it. Okay. Um, uh, they say that, okay, well, BDSM is illegal in every state. I've, I've heard so, that at plenty of open forum conversations yeah. that BDSM is illegal, but is. and people have you sign like a waiver beforehand, but it doesn't change the fact that it's illegal. Exactly. And if you go Absolutely. too far and you hurt someone, you do risk the chance of going to jail and being sued. Absolutely. And with us, um, because of part of our community, we are advocates for uh, NCFF, National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. That's basically a nonprofit that helps like-minded people in the key community and also the swing community that they will help you know what the difference is between abuse and consent. I love so that. Give, lot, give us their website again. Can you repeat that, please? Uh, hold on. It's www.ncffreedom.org. Yes, ncf, ncffreedom.org. That is awesome. And basically, they help out um, give you counseling. They help you with uh, any problems because it's basically the same in the swing community and the kink community. When it comes to there's a borderline between um, abuse and consent. Right. So NCSF also supports um, sex work. Really? It, it, they really the, yeah, the umbrella is really large with this nonprofit organization. That is they're, so awesome. Yeah, they're they're here to help you know anyone in any alternative lifestyle. I like. We're gonna have to put their link on um on um on our board when we um produce the video version of this. But I love that because I, I I'm a strong believer in it's your body. It's your choice. As long as you're not hurting nobody, should be free to do whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know, the biggest issue that we have is the fact that it's, as much as we would like to say that a lot of time it's not, you know, it's non-judgmental, that's the big issue that we have with some people being judgmental. Um, this organization really, you know, opens the doors for for everyone to be able to, you know, like you talked about um, counseling, they have lists of kink-friendly doctors say, you know, you're, you're into B&D. And you have a doctor appointment. You go to the doctor, and the doctor's like, um, is everything okay? Because you have a mark on you. So you, they have a list of key friendly doctors where you won't really, you know, get that side eye if you go to the doctor with this mark on once you explain to her, well, I was playing with you. Okay, I already know what you're into. 
Um, so, you know, no worries. Right. You know, they have lawyers. Yeah. Where, you know, your connection is really poor, Zori, but I do get the gist of what you're saying. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. part of the reason why I like my gynecologists is they're Amish. And, and I'm, um, I'm very, like, brutally honest with them. And they never look at me any type of way. <laughs> right. Where I've been gone to other doctors when I was younger, and I have a lot of piercings, and I get the look like, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. See, yeah, back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, and it's, um, of course, it was very secretive. It was very quiet when it comes to the BDSM lifestyle. Even it, it, it made it look like we were doing something bad. Like if you look at, of course, Law and Order or Special Victim Unit or one of these, you know, like um, criminal minds, back then they made us look like the bad guy. Even Swing they made us look like we were the bad guys. But now they now they can, uh, in the community or this lifestyle or the society that we live in, it's being more positive on the stuff that we do. And now it's getting to a point that bringing out movies about our, our lifestyle. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey so, was very popular in the movies. Um, women were going crazy for the book, for the, for the whole thing. And a lot of people wanted to get out and have that experience. And I'm pretty sure a lot yeah, of people just, had a little, had a little wrong, things go wrong because they had no idea what they were doing. Right. <laughs> but so, it definitely brought in, brought, opened up the conversation. Oh, yeah. Um, like um, the marathon, they had all three of them on um, the E Network or VA, VA, what is it, VH1 this weekend. It, all three of them. So it's basically just commercialized some of the kink and the fetish. And some of the things that we do in our lifestyle, they portrayed it in this, in this, in these movies. They said the books was better. I didn't, I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book and I didn't see the movie. I was like, I live the lifestyle. I live this life. I don't need to watch anything about it. (laughs) I live this. Right. Right. So everything is different, but like I said, everything is changing just like the world is changing because of this virus we're going to change also. So it's certain things that we're going to have to do to protect ourselves and being in this community with this, we're going to have to adjust it. Also, a lot of things was postponed. A lot of the community um, conventions and, and everything else is also postponed. So what they're trying to do is trying to start this up in the next two or three months. So, um, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, I'm I'm rooting for you guys. Where can, where can we find you? Where can we find your your? Because you do own your own business, and you I know you make yeah. toys, and you make you make some interesting devices. You made my Saint Andrew's cross is one of my favorite things to bring around. I I, I, yeah. think, I think I believe it. I feel like I own it for shock value more than anything. <laughs> so oh, it's a conversation piece. Did you 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 saw the new bed, right? I, I had it set up in my in my basement for a while, and then okay. um, I had my my stripper pole set up down there, and then my I have you know I have my children they they, they see the stuff they don't know what it's for, and my son kind of knocked the stripper pole. It, it was just a mess. <laughs> so so what so we I need do a, I need, is... a pri- I need to do like you and upgrade and get a private dungeon. Well, what happened is that I have two young children. So I modify my equipment that I make. I customize it to snatch away from the kids. Um, I I make the portable, uh, I make the portable ones that I can just fold it up for fun. And then when the kids come, I just put it in the closet. Um, The spanking benches and everything else. My website, do you have a a website? It's it's www.com dot tender stroke toys dot com so basically it's it's very affordable i ain't trying to break anybody's pocket but it's it is um custom made bdsm equipment and toys from floggers all the way up to the new bed that we're about to post i love so making, the bed um, you made for the lovely zori i absolutely love her bed 
Yeah. It is that beautiful. Was, but she wait until, uh, you know, we've been home for three months and I'm my hands are itching. So she made an <laughs> idea and said, hey, let's make a bed. And pop, two <laughs> days later, the bed shows up. I didn't expect you trying to make it in two days. I said, let's do a family project. Oh, so you was going to so, help him. Oh, well, I, I actually did. I painted a painting, actually. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we, we actually we did this together. But I didn't expect to do it in two days. I thought it was going to maybe drag out a little bit. Oh, get the procrastinating going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like I said before, um, there's a lot of options out there. We just have to make sure, like, we're not doing any classes in a while. But if anybody's on social media, you can just look up, um, look me up, look up Tender Stroke Toys. It's on Facebook also. Uh, Tender Stroke Toys, Tender Stroke Entertainment. Um, and, you know, stay tuned. We're just going to do probably a couple of intimate classes for couples, you know. What is your most popular item you got right now? My post, uh, my popular item right now to to sell mm-hmm. is um, the cross and the spanking bench. Um, basically, we have pictures of that. Um, like I said, I customize it to your colors. Um, and the floggers, of course, I can make those. But right now, for equipment, is the... Um, it's the just it's the um, foldable cross and spanking bench. So <gasps> you're listening to the Swing Culture Podcast featuring Queen Nadine. Like virtual class. I think that'll be so cool. Yeah, we're normally on live. Um, I'm normally on Insta- Instagram also, so we so normally which, do that. Instagram but of course, um, Tender Stroke Toys. So on Instagram, that's also on that. But we basically are going to start doing that also. And um, probably start a podcast soon. Okay, on, I'm looking forward um, to that. Yeah, so classes and how-tos and, and, and doing that. But, um, you know, a lot of people are in my inbox all the time. I've had I have a lot help of BDSM experiences, but I can honestly say I never had a dom teach me anything and I've never took a class and that's probably not a good thing. I probably should. Well, no, back then, right back then, um, I'm not going to lie back then when we were growing up back in the old days, we (laughs) were, they taught us, we were more hands on. Yeah. That's how my first, I was 15 with my first BDSM experience and the guy didn't warn me or anything. He just came out with all this stuff. And I was like, I'm gay. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> right. And, and that was, that was just what it was. And I, I enjoyed the experience. So I just kept going out of my way to find people who were open to the idea of trying something instead of just dick and pussy, pussy and dick, you know? Yeah. So, like I said before, it's totally different now from when we did it a long time ago. Yes, I mean, yes. we didn't make, I was 20. I was just uh, getting out of my mom's house. She was a very religious woman. So when I met this 35-year-old, you were in I thought it was the norm. <laughs> it was the norm to choke somebody out. You it were, was norm. Listen, you were a choke. young buck, yo. She was, she was pimping you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And then she was like, I was like, I don't have to cheat because she shared me with her friends and everything else. So that's how I learned all of that. I didn't know what it was called and I was enjoying it. And she, she told me to keep it a secret. Don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. So I was leading a double life Monday through Friday. I was working, saying hi to my mom for <laughs> Friday and Saturday. I was out there going to, going to parties and, and going to secret events and you know, all of that stuff at the mansions and all that. I've done, I did that long time ago. So mm-hmm. now when people say, Oh, they have a mansion parties, I'm like, okay. You know, you're but listening to the that, swing culture podcast featuring queen Nadine. 
Okay, I need to know, like, how, how do we find the lovely Zori? We know how to find you. How do we find Zori? Like, if I want to stalk her on Instagram, how do I find her? <laughs> um, She's not really on it. Not on Instagram. Um, because of her, <laughs> right, right. Because of, because of her job and because of what she does, and she has to be very secretive. Um, she does go to certain parties and stuff like that. But I'm trying to get her to start doing... Um, the last event that she went to officially and did a class and I did a, you know, I made the pay, I made the title up. It was called what? Um, being Be- a strong, submissive in a weak world. Being a strong, submissive in a weak world. I so, love that. That is a yeah. dope ass title. I love that. And basically it did turn into, um, like a um, like a how to. It was a lot of. She had. We did it at uh, Missy King's event, and of course, two three people showed up to certain classes. She had at least forty to fifty people, women, in her class, wanting to know about it. Wanting to know if you, if you see Zori. I'm, this is for the people who, who who have never seen her. But if you see her. You would go to her class too. All that body. Well, thank you. All that body. So, <laughs> yeah. So what happened was I was a little jealous. I walked in after all these people. I was like, huh? I gotta go. I gotta get my I gotta get my routine back in order. But um <laughs> a a lot of people my big thing is to learn. Learn what you like, what your kink, what your fetish is. Some people might not like the BDSM. A lot of people probably just like their regular kinks and fetishes of BDSM. But know what you're getting into before you do anything. I love that. That's great and advice. That is my biggest advice. Always do your own research. Some, always say that. Yep. Do your own research. Um, we are always in the, the community. Um, I am the face of this um of what I do with Tinder Stroke Toys because she don't want to, but she she's a better speaker than me. But um, I'm we, the behind the scenes boss. Yeah, she's the behind the scenes boss. Okay, I like that. So, like somebody got to do it. Somebody got to be in charge. Right, right. So um, only I offer this. I am happy to help anybody out, but make sure, like I tell everyone, everyone is vanilla. I'm I not call vanilla. it vanilla. Ain't nothing Every, vanilla about wait me, a <laughs> Everybody is vanilla. Only a handful can swing. But only finger people can do the BDSM. Mm. Because yes. BDSM is not always sexual. It's not always about abuse or beating or smacking. You have to have the mental to do this. Can you say, and, can you say that one more time? It's not always sexual. I think a lot of people it's confuse always, that. A lot of people. And even when I did my live, people were asking, do you know that half of the scenes that people do doesn't end up in, don't supposed to end up in having sex? It's not a sexual thing. It's when I was satisfying. doing BDSM for, fa- for pay, I never had sex with my clients. I kicked a lot of ass, but I didn't have sex with my clients. Right. So what it is, is that people these days use it as a sexual device. After the scene, they think, okay, thanks for the scene. Now you want to owe me some sexual, sexual, uh, sexual, favors. Um, sexual favor. And now, you know, I tell people up front, that's not, that's not what this is. No, that's prostitution. You know, There's a difference. <laughs> Well, you already know how I feel about that. I've, we've known each other for years. So you've seen the transformation of what's going on out here in this community. Only thing I tell people is do your research on people. Mm. Do your research on Sir Daniel. You will see my BDSM resume. I've seen see you evolved you... Since, since I met you. You have evolved so much since I've met you. And I believe that you're not done yet. I feel like you're, there's more to come from Sir Daniel. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we're um 
in the process. That's why she is the she's the boss when it comes to certain things. But we had a five year plan. We're on year number we're actually on year number four and a half right now. So we transition a lot. And we just put up a good, you know, good team. We're getting a good team together so we can actually do it. Because I see now, and I'm going to go back to it, because of what's happening out here with um, with the coronavirus, we have to step up our game. And we have to evolve again to be sat- to help people in this community safely. Before we go, can you just one more time give us your website? My website is www.tenderstroketoys.com. Thank you so much. And people can right, and people can look us up on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, we're more than welcome to you know talk to people about the lifestyle um, because at first you know we kept it to ourselves, but to help and be a part of what we of the community, it's time for us to stop separating. And do this together. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you to both of you, you, Sir Daniel, and lovely Zori. Thank you so much for sharing with us and giving all this information to us. And, you know, I was going to ask you some questions, but before I even had the chance to ask the questions, you were already giving me answers. I, I feel like I'm ready for you to do your own podcast. I want more information. I think that's the best part of this is I know there's more coming. I'm excited for you guys. Well, I thank you for for the opportunity for us to come on and, and, and talk to people. And, you know, we would love to do it anytime you want. And we have something new that's coming up. Um, we were offered to do a, um, a um, what is it, what would we call it? A, a stream makeover kink edition. Ooh. So basically someone is taking over her basement. Tender Stroke Toys is designing her whole basement as a kink and fetish place. That so is a so dungeon, bomb. aftercare room, and everything else. So we are right now working on videotaping, budgeting, and everything else, and we will have that up soon. That is so, so bomb. Yes, like, that is so fucking yeah. bomb. I love that. So, like you said, we have to step up our game because there's a lot, of, like you said, a lot of copycatters out there. <laughs> So let's do something different. Let's do something that a lot of people are not doing. So we're doing a stream makeover kink edition. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I want to see the before and afters. I'm look. I hope that it gets big and you like doing like everybody's house, a little dungeon in everybody's house. Yeah, I'm trying to. Y'all next on my list. No, nah, don't so say you're trying. Over there. Say, say you're gonna make it happen. Oh, we're gonna make. We are going to make it happen. That's right. I love that. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much daniel i appreciate you so much i do i appreciate, I appreciate you, you asking us to do it no problem anytime thank and we're gonna you. we're gonna look for you guys on facebook tender Strike toys and we're gonna buy some stuff right guys we're gonna buy some stuff and spend some money <gasps> oh. once again anything else let us know we will thank you have an awesome night thank you baby you too thank you bye that was so bomb. And before I even had the chance to ask him about race and playing with somebody else, I just race. The first thing he said was everybody is treated the same. And I don't feel like it's like that in every single swinger environment. So knowing that you can get involved with BDSM and you won't feel isolated because things have evolved so much. It's, it's just beautiful for me. And I'm looking forward to see what Sir Daniel brings to the table. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the before and after of the of Zori's dungeon. I want to, I'm curious. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely curious. I'm going to have to take a trip out there when everything is good and clean and we can go back to playing outside. Again, I want to thank Sir Daniel and the lovely Zori for calling in and giving us so much necessary information about alternative lifestyles such as BDSM. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in a hard dungeon turns out because um, I feel like everybody remembers their first experience, their first trip to a dungeon. And I definitely remember mine. It was not the most beautiful place from the outside, but it was definitely beautiful and intriguing once you walked in with 
all these people and the dark lights and there was smoke and it was just so um, intriguing. It was almost like a like a fantasy for adults, you know. It was very much a dark club and there were girls dancing and there was someone getting spanked on a cross and a young lady who was being hung from hooks. So I only imagine what what Sir Daniel is going to come up with. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he has to offer. I honestly feel like we need more places like Sir Daniel's Dungeon for people to go and have their experiences. And you could also have the classes and you can learn something. It's one of the things they didn't have available when I myself first found the BDSM lifestyles. There were no one really teaching classes or giving you solid information. It was basically, like I said earlier, trial and error, trial and error. I'm very fortunate. I've never had any bad BDSM experiences that resulted in me feeling abused or me taking, feeling taken advantage of. I've always had great experiences. So I've considered myself very fortunate. Unfortunately, it is something that does happen. So he did give us some awesome information about a website you can go to that's open to helping people who are basically living alternative lives to make sure you're not being abused and you're not being taken advantage of. And the lovely Zori did mention they are support sex workers, which I am a big supporter of. I don't find anything wrong with that. It's your body. It's your choice. I just hope that you're responsible and that you're safe and you take all the precautions that anybody would take doing any job. And that's all we can do is allow people to be free in their sexuality. And that's something we support here at Swing Culture Podcast and on Swing Culture um, and our, our, our groups on Facebook and, and Instagram is that we support your idea of being free with yourself. That's the hope point of having these forums available for POC people of color is so we have a place to be free and be sexually liberated with ourselves and with each other and have those experiences that fit outside of what people would consider to be on quote unquote normal. You know, you're not going to always fit into everyone's box. Sometimes you just have to be yourself. And um, I'll never forget my first time meeting Sir Daniel as you heard me say earlier, I walked into the room and he had this very large um, St. Andrew's cross. If you're not sure what one is, I advise you to visit tenderstroketoys.com and pull up his St. Andrew cross and you'll just get to look and see exactly what I'm talking about. And it was set up in a hotel room and I couldn't understand how to even manage to fit it through the door, to be honest with you. But I saw it and I hugged the cross. As crazy as that sound, I was just so overwhelmed and so happy just to find more people who were who experienced and lived this kink the way I did. And it was very refreshing for me. It was, it was a bunch of a relief. And um, I wish I missed the gala. I wish they would bring it back. It was definitely somewhere fun for us to all gather. But we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with this uh, coronavirus it's definitely putting a damper on the lifestyle and now our going out and our experiences. And it's, it's definitely stopping us from being sexually liberated right now. But it's just a small price to pay to make sure the world is a little bit safer and we all benefit from it. Um, some of my... Some of my favorite toys Sir Daniel actually made for us. Um, he made our... He made our St. Andrew cross, of course. He also made um, made us a glory hole bar. Um, I don't think I've ever used that. In fact, I'm be honest with you. I don't think I've ever used either one of those items. Kind of just have them for shock value. Other people use them, I promise, when we have our parties. When we used to have our parties. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a collector of toys. Uh, so, um. I kind of want a spanking bench now. Now he told me how somehow easy it folds up and you put it away. So I'm definitely going to have to look into it. 
Okay, through the magic of television, we have one of, actually, this is one of Sir Daniel's paddles that he has made for us. And it's 100% real wood, completely solid, perfect for punishment or pleasure. It's your choice. But it's if you can see that it's made very well. I've had this paddle in my possession for maybe six years and not even so much as the paint is cracked or there's a splinter. So you know you're going to get a quality product when you order something from him. I just want to give you guys a visual of what he does do. So I just want, hopefully you can see this as well as it's being displayed for you. And I don't, I would have to guess about this is maybe, maybe two feet long. Um, I'm not very good at measurements, but... It's it's pretty well, and the handle is made well. And I I think almost everybody I know has one of these paddles that he's made, and they most of us do have our names on them. But um, it's beautiful, completely beautiful work of art. Also have here this beautiful black leather flogger. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is something one of our many tools we enjoy in the BDSM lifestyle. I just want you to have a beautiful look at this beautiful leather here and it's soft to the touch made of great quality um you also have this type of um i'm not even sure what to call this i love the way it makes noise i do i love the sound it makes i'm not even sure what this piece is called i just know that we have it we have a lot of bdsm toys um i've <laughs> Oh, okay. Let me just, just be honest with you. I have a lot of BDSM toys because this is part of who I am as a person. And um, no, these are not my things. This is not mine's. And this is not mine's. And this is not mine's. But the, these things I do have at my disposal because I do enjoy them. So um, even if you don't have the funding available at this time to buy toys or you don't know anything about toys there's so much information available for you to find about these different items that there are available in the lifestyle so please visit um tender strikes website and just take a look and see what's there and see something might might draw your interest like even though these are not my personal things and they don't belong to me i do appreciate the things they do and I do and, and do enjoy this. I, I enjoy this. So you never know what you're going to be into until you take the opportunity to have the experience. No matter what you're into, may it be this type of fetish or something that's not considered to be the everyday normal. Always know that you can do your own research and there are other people out there who are having these experiences who are comfortable with sharing this information. So as Sir Daniel said, don't only just do your research, but research the people you're getting your information from because you want to make sure that you're not, you're always getting the right information and no one's misleading you or trying to take advantage of you, especially when it comes to BDSM because it is a, a dominant submissive role you are playing in this. You don't want to end up finding yourself in a submissive role to the wrong type of dom. So that is something you definitely want to consider. Um, have fun. Be adventurous. And in this time, especially in the today with everything that's going on, just make sure you take care of each other. And I hope to, hope to, I don't know. How do I end? <laughs> but um, I'm hoping to be, I'll be back next week. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. But um. Hope hope you you all back come back next week to see what we're gonna do next and we're just gonna keep venturing on and hopefully we'll have some more fun. You got to be good <laughs> well, to me. Thank you all and we hope you have an awesome night. Experience passion, embrace the culture. You're listening to Swing Culture Podcast featuring Queen Nadine. Ooh, baby. La mama been eyeing me for a while To a place she been thinking about flying me for a while She 
think about trying my style Cause I'm a debonair nigga with a swagger you can find She said she think about me working her shape out And we can hit the bar right after the steakhouse And skip the part where we make out And I can beat the box like a motherfucking steakhouse Means long, long hours Strong muscle on the front with the horsepower Whoa, she said a man used to bring her flowers But his tip game never could have bring her hours Whoa, side nigga on the internet Had a finger in the pussy while she in the chat But she wasn't really in the net She used to 911 for that bender back